Right. I'm, I'm going to make a start, even though not everybody's here, but if it's already gone 25 to 9, so we'll okay. make a start. Right. Um, it's Lamas Pes Amadalov, 24 lines down. It starts, the last two words are Shatisa, and then the next word is Rav. In fact, can you see the Tosfus on Lamas Pes Amadalov, which starts with High Dubsha, the Tamri? It's it's the third Tosfus there. Right. It's a, it, it, if you follow your finger across into the Gemara, that says Shatisa. Can you see? Yeah. Okay. Alan, you you all right? He's muted. Oh, okay. Okay, Shatisa. So we, we started this last week, but we'll just go over it again, this first bit. Shatisa... Now, Shatisa, Rashi explains, it's a dish made from the flour kernels, but they were toasted, these kernels were toasted while they were still wet. And the reason was in order to make the flour remain sweet. And it's then mixed with oil, water and salt, and it forms Shatisa. So the question is, is it still grain or not? I mean, it comes from kernels. But uh, what is the correct bracha? So Shatisa, Rav Omar, Rav says, Shahakal Nebadvara, the bracha is Shahakal. Or Shmuel Amar Bari Minimazonis. Shmuel says, the bracha on this Shatisa is Bari Minimazonis. Om Rav Chista, says Rav Chista, Velai Pligi. There is not a machlokas. There's no argument between Rav and, and, um, and Shmuel. Hoba Oba, Hoba Rakal. The ruling of Shmuel, who says that this Shatissa, the relevant of Brocha, is Barimim Mazinus, is when it's thick. When the Shatissa is thick. And the ruling of Rab, who says it's Shahakal, is said when it's loose Shatissa. It's more like a drink. And the Gemara explains what's the difference. Oval Achila Abdalay, thick Shatissa, is made for eating. And therefore, it retains its original status as grain, and therefore, you make a bari minimizonus. Of rako the refuaka of the lot, whereas loose shatisa, that's only made for refua purposes. It's only made, it's a, a medicine. And since it's consumed as a medicine rather than as a food, therefore, you would say shahako. So now, now the Gemara asks a question. We've just said that this loose shatisa is made as a medicine. Most of Rabbi Yosef challenges this, and he says as follows. There's an argument whether you can stir the thick shatisa because there's a problem of lisha. Lisha means kneading. You're not allowed to knead in Shabbos. So there's a question whether you're allowed to stir the thick shatisa. There's an argument about it. However, the Brysa carries on in Shabbos, and this is where Agamora comes in. Shovin, they both agree, there's no argument, that we can stir the loose shatters on shatters. And also, we can also drink zesem hamitri. Now, the zesem hamitri, this is a laxative made from barley or wheat. And this does not, you can take it on shatters because it doesn't fall under the category of medicine. Because Zissam is also drunk as an ordinary drink. So it just brings in the Zissam and Mystery by the bar.
But the point is, the Shatisa, we say, everybody agrees that you're allowed to stir it on Shabbos. But Esau even Esau now, should you say that drinking loose Shatisa is only done for medicinal purposes, not for food, why would the brides are allowed to mix it on Shabbos, according to everybody? Refuah with Shabbos Mishari. Is it allowed to do anything for refuah for medicine purposes on Shabbos? It's not. As we explained last week, we're talking about non-essential. Obviously, if something is, uh, what do you call it? Obviously, if something is Sarkonos um, Nefoshos, of course, you can do anything. Here we're talking about a non-essential medicine on Shabbos. You're not allowed to do it. And the reason is, it's a gazera mid because of shrikas samamonim. Because you might, in the olden days, they used to take the pills and they used to grind them. And grinding, tochen, is an avalocha. So therefore, as a gazera, the rabbon did not allow anything to do for a fur where it was non-essential on Shabbat. So now the question is, if we are saying, Rab says that you say shahakol, and there's no argument here between Rab and Shmuel, the Shmuel is talking about when it's thick, and therefore that's why you make a mazonas. And Rabbi says you say shahakol because it's refuah. So Rabbi Yosef asks a question, but we see in the Gemara in Shabbos, there's a brighter which says you can stir it on Shabbos. Now, if you're saying what, what Rab says is purely for medical reasons you're taking this loose Shafisa, how can you do it on Shabbos? How can you stir it on Shabbos? We're not allowed to do things for refuah, but for sort of non-essential medicines on Shabbos. Amalei Abaya, so Abaya answered Rabbi Yosef and says as follows, but Upload Tisra, don't you yourself hold that loose Shatissa would be allowed to be eaten on Shabbos, even if it's made specifically for medicinal purposes? Not enough, because we've learned in a Mishnah, this is a Mishnah in Shabbos, which says as follows, a person may eat all types of food for poor purposes on Shabbos. And you can drink all drinks for for medicinal purposes on Shabbos. So the question is, it says all foods and all drinks. So that means that includes even drinks that are made for medicine purposes, not for eating purposes. So how do you explain that? What is why do the Chachomim allow taking medicines that are taken as ordinary food? How do you answer this Mishnah? Because we're not allowed to do things for a poor Shabbos. Yet you say the Mishnah says, You can eat any food in Shabbos for a poor, and you can drink anything. So how do you understand that Mishnah? How do you explain the Mishnah? The answer is, It must be that the reason why there's no Ita is because the onlooker who would see the person taking that could say that the person intends to have that as food or to drink. And therefore, it's as allowed as well for a poor purposes. Now, we've got a very, very important clow here that is brought down in, in Shabbos like this. Refua, things that you do for refua are only osa if it's called refua nikeres. What does refua nikeres mean? that is recognizable as refuah. In other words, if somebody took, say, for example, a pill, no one, and an aspirin or shaman, now no one is going to, everybody is going to think that if you take an aspirin or shaman, it's obvious it's for refuah, right? However, if you take something, the classic example is whiskey for a toothache, 
Okay? So whiskey is supposed to help for a toothache. Therefore, you're allowed to swallow a little or sort of gargle a little bit of whiskey. You take a bit of whiskey in your mouth and you can swish it over the tooth. Now, how come that's allowed? You're doing it. We're talking about a person who's not really interested in drinking whiskey now, but he's got a toothache. So he does it for refuah, and refuah is not allowed on Shabbos. The answer is that if anyone, an onlooker, would see him taking that whiskey, he will say the person is taking it because he likes a drink of whiskey. And since a person can say that, even if a person is taking it for refuah purposes only, it doesn't matter. In other words, as long as somebody who would see that would say it could be that he's taking it for food, he, he wanted nothing wrong to have a bottle of whiskey, have a, a drink of whiskey, the fact that he is taking it purely for the purposes of a toothache doesn't matter. Right? And I once, I remember I once had a Shiloh, which I asked Robert Feldman, I was going on a serious diet at one time, which I am trying to go on again, but, you know, it's not been tremendously successful. But in any case, that time, it was, uh, it was, in, it, every day I had to do exercise. So I asked him, this was after Seder, on the morning of, first morning of Pesach, am I allowed to go on a walk? When I'm going on the walk for health purposes, really, I'm not going on a walk to sort of, uh, this was early in the morning before doubling. So he said, absolutely, for this very same reason, because walking is a normal thing. There's nothing wrong to walk. And anyone who sees you walking won't necessarily think, oh, the reason why you're walking is for health purposes. Walking, a person likes walking. So anything which you do for a fuhr, which is where it's not obvious that you're doing it for a four is allowed on Shabbos. So that's how the Mishnah, which says you can eat anything and you can drink anything for a four person on Shabbos, is Gavra La'achila Kamachavon. Because the onlooker would say that the person intends to have that as a food or drink. So the fact that you are having it for a four, then it's perfectly okay. Hochanamik here as well, in our case of Shatisa, in this Bryce's case of Luz Shatissa, which is, you have it normally for a fur, but it, the reason why it can be eaten or drunk on Shabbos, even though it's primarily made as a medicine, is because any onlooker would say that the person might want to eat, eat it because, you know, it, it's uh, nice to eat as well. Right? It might be that you take it for a fur purposes, but since an onlooker would say that possibly you're eating, you're eating it or drinking it because you like the taste of it, therefore it's perfectly allowed. So in other words, that answers the question which Rabbi Yosef said. Rabbi Yosef said, if you say Shatisha is taken for a fuhr, and we have a price of the fuhr that you're allowed to stir it on Shabbos. But if it's for a how come you're allowed to stir it on Shabbos? You're not allowed to do a fuhr on Shabbos. The answer is... Only a four you're not allowed to do is if it's obvious it's for a four. But here, since a person might say he's taking the shatissa because he, he, he likes to drink, therefore it's perfectly okay. Then we have Lishnachrina, a different version, which really says exactly the same as what we've been saying now, but slightly different words. But the idea is exactly the same. And am I not the name? What can you say? How come the Mishnah? allows everyone to eat or drink anything for a four on Shabbos. Because again, Gavra la'achila kom It must be that the reason why there's no it is because the onlooker would say 
that a person just intends it for a food or for a drink. And the reform, it may look harder, but the reform comes automatically as a result. Here's well in the case of the Lushatissa, the onlooker would say the person intends to eat it or drink it, and the, the refuah effect occurs automatically. Now, now, once we say that you, it, it, the onlooker will see if they, it's like for a food, why does Rav have to come along and say the broccoli is shahakal? It's obvious. If you're taking it as a food or as a drink, why shouldn't you have to say shahakal? Oh, so the answer is like this. When it comes to taking medicine on Shabbos, as we've just said, what is the crucial factor? It's not the person's intention, but it's the appearance of what he does, it's the appearance of his actions. And therefore, the brighter allows you to drink this loose Shabbosa, even if you're doing it for medicine. Ah, but that's, that's as far as Rafur is concerned. But in regards to Bracha, the crucial factor, um, factor is the person's intention in eating the food. And therefore, since that person is eating it for a full purposes, you might think he doesn't have to make a bracha at all. And therefore, that's why we need Rav. Let's learn it in the Gemara. We need Rav to say that it's shahakal. The Imei Hai. Because if I would learn it on this brighter alone, which says shatisa may be prepared and drunk on Shabbos, I would not know that it needs a bracha, because have a minute, I would have thought, that the unlocker would say the person intends to eat it, and the effect, the reform effect occurs automatically as a result. That's why you can prepare it on Shabbos. Abul but in the case of Shatis, but sorry, but here, with regard to brochas, what brocha do you say? Since to begin with the intent to drink this loose shatissa for a poor, that's why you take it, you would think, you shouldn't make a broker on it at all. Because the, the, the factor for, for, um, for medicine, for a poor shaman, and the factor for brockers are different. One is what the onlooker will say, and one is what the intention. Now, since the intention of this person is for a poor, even though an onlooker might say he's taking it just to eat or to drink, but since he knows he's taking it for a fool, you might think that the cloud should make a bracha at all. Kamash Malon therefore rather informs us that Kim the Isla boy Since he enjoys it, he has pleasure from drinking it, it's not like a bitter drink or anything like that, he enjoys it. Therefore, he must say a bracha, even though his intention to saying it is only for uh, refuah purposes. Okay. Let's carry on. Now, what we said, the, the, the Mishnah said, Lamed Hay, that on all fruits of the ground, anything from the ground, you make a Baratriya Domo, except for pass for bread, because of its chashiv, because of the importance of bread, you say, Hamatzelechem in Oretz. Now, now, then the Gemara is now going to discuss what the exact nusach of the brocha is. Is it half might see with a hay, or is it might see just with a mem? So, Ramon, Mawano, what do you say? The Tanakhama says you say how might Zilechem and Oret. Rebbe Nechemi Aima, Rebbe Nechemi says might Zilechem and Oret. You leave out the word ha. Now, it's understood, explains Rashi, that whatever the brocha is, whether it's Hamaitzi or Maitzi, it must be something in the past tense. Why? 
because you're saying to take the bread out from the ground. Now this bread has already been taken out before, because now you're about to eat it. But it's already been taken from the ground and worked on till it becomes bread. So it's something that happened in the past. And therefore the bracha of hamaitzi or maitzi must be something which has got the connotation of the past. It's got, it means the past. And that's what this makalopis is about. Omar Robert says Robert, but maitzi, if you say maitzi without the ha, kula almalopligida everyone agrees this means past tense. Why? We've got a posit to prove it. The chsivit says in the posit, keo maitzi on mimitzrayim. Hashem is the one who brought you out from Egypt. Now, this is a posit which was said by Bilom, and he said it 40 years after he says Nisraim. So it's clear that when he refers to Kel Matsim in Mitzrayim, he refers to something in the past. And what is the word he used? Matsim. Matsim. That's the same word. And he uses Matsim. He doesn't say Ham Matsim. It says Matsim. So therefore, Matsim is definitely past. So everybody would agree, both the Tanakhama and Reb Nechemia, that if you say Matsim Lechem in the it's definitely the past, and that's okay. Keep reading. Where do they disagree for Ham if you say the word Hamoitzi, then there's an argument. Rabbon and Sobre, the Rat of Tanakama hold, Hamoitzi the Apik Mashma. Hamoitzi too is the past as well. Where do we, how do we know that? Because they bring a positive as well. The Chsiv, because it says in the Posuk, Hamoitzi Lachom Mayim, Mitzor HaChalomish, is written the one who brings out for you the water from the rock. Now, this was. Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking and he was addressing Klal Yisrael in the Midbar the end of the 40th year. And he was talking about that he should be grateful to Hashem for, for, for the water that came out the rock many years before. So it's obvious that therefore they're using the word Hamaitzi, Hamaitzi Lachomayim Mitzvah to bring out the water from the rock. So it shows that the word Hamaitzi must also be past, because Moshe Rabbeinu was talking in the 40th year about something that happened in the past. However, Rabbi Nechem brings another positive, and he says, Hamotzi de Apik Mashma, Hamotzi means the future. Why? Shenem, as it says in the positive, Hamotzi Eschem, who takes you out, Mitach HaTivlos Mitzrayim, from under the burdens of Mitzrayim. Now, this is, Moshe was instructed to declare the name of Hashem, that to, to, to the Bnei Yisrael in Egypt, that the redemption was going to come. Hashem will take you out. So obviously we're talking about the future, the Hamatzi's future, according to Reb Nechemia. And therefore, according to Reb Nechemia, since we explained that you must have the past tense in the bracha, therefore you can't use Hamatzi in there, that's why he says you say Matzi. So answer the Gemara question for Rabbonon. Now, this seems to be a good a, a good point from Rabbi Nechemia. This refers about the future. And therefore, so, so it's a problem. How can you use the word Hamaitzi? Rabbonon, they will learn a different shot in that Israel. What is actually, what Hashem is saying is like this. When I take you, eventually take you out of Egypt, I will do great miracles for you, so that you will know 
the Anohu, the Atayi Yatome Mitzrayim, the I'm the one who took you out of Egypt. They'll see because it says in the Possum, we doubt him, you will know, that I took you out. So what's the Rebbe what is the Rebbe saying here? Rebbe says, it's future. Because Moshe Rebbein is talking to Kalani Strong, so Hashem will take you out. The Rabbonans say, no, it's not talking about that at all. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, we are talking about that you will know, because in the first part, it doesn't mention the beginning of the post, you will know so in other words, what we're saying here is as follows. That the reference is not what is going to happen in the future, but the reference is to the knowledge that Claudius Stroll will have in the future after they'll be re- after they've been redeemed from Egypt. In other words, after they'll be redeemed from Egypt, Vidatim, at that point you will know that it's Kiani Hashem and me Hashem, Hamati Eschemitaphasim, we took you out of Mitzrayim. So therefore the Rabbanon hold that Hamaitzi can also be interpreted as past, not as future. Because even though the simple shot is Hamaitzi has come, Moshe Rabbeinu has told this to Pajistrol, God will take you out of Egypt and say, therefore it's future. And as we said, future is no good. But Chachamim says, no, it's not talking about the taking out. It's talking about the knowledge you will have because the beginning of that problem says, you should know that I will take you out. In other words, the knowledge you will have. When will you have that knowledge? Afterwards. After Hashem has taken you out, then you will realize that it was Hashem who took you out. So therefore, it's the past as well. So that's no problem at all. Now, whether we should carry on this last bit. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. We started a bit late. So there's a story now. The Chachomim the Rabbanon, they praise to Rabzeira at certain Talmud. doesn't say here what his name is. All it says is his father was called Rabzvid and his brother was called Rabshimon. Who he was, we don't know. Why the Gemara doesn't mention his name, I do not know. The Ongol, in any case, they praised, the Rabbanon praised this particular man to Rabzvid and said, the Ongol, who will bock him a brachas. He's a great man and an expert in brachas. When he comes to you, bring him to me. One time he went, this, this uh, expert on brothels went to visit Ramzera. Up at Lou Rifter, they brought out bread for him. Made a brocher. Not a but Moitzi. he criticized him. Is this the person about whom you say that he's a great man and expert in prophets? If he would have said Hamaiti, which is the more controversial of the two, because there's an argument whether Hamaiti is past or future, then that's, that would have been fine. Then Ashma in on Taina. You would have then taught us the meaning of that prophet which we say, you would have taught us that. And you also would have told us that the halacha is like the rabbonon, i.e., that Hamaiti is past and Hamaiti is the correct thing to say, no problem. You said, Mighty, what are you telling us? 
As Rashi says, everybody agrees that Maitzi is passed, and you can say that. So if you want to say, if you want to tell us a Chiddush, tell us a Chiddush. To, to, to tell us Maitzi, to, to say Maitzi, we know, everybody knows that what Maitzi is, is the past. So why did you have to do it? He did it, to remove himself from, he didn't want to get involved in a dispute. He didn't want to get in. So rather saying Maitzi, where everybody agrees that that means past, that's okay. Rather than saying Hamaitzi, where there's a machalaikas. The Elphus of Alocha is Hamaitzi left with Oret, as we know. The Kabbalah for Abonon, because we all like for Abonon, that the word Hamaitzi means the past. The honor to Abit Mashma, who says it's in the past tense. I can just refer you to a very, very interesting title at the top there. The Elphus of Hamaitzi. The Afafaf, the Maitzi, Kula Amalo Pligi, the Apit Mashma. Even though everyone agrees that Maitzi is. Means the past, and there's no argument about it. Nevertheless, the halakha that rabbanon, where there is an argument about it, but, might say, but that's halakha we say amaytzi. Or we rishalmi in the rishalmi mafarish timer, it gives another reason. Now, you know we've got, you know, for example, we've got in um, Shema, we've got va'avadatem mehiro. So the word va'avadatem ends with a mem. And the word afterwards starts with a mem, meheiro. So you're not supposed to say vavadatem meheiro because the double mems get, get swallowed up. You're supposed to say vavadatem meheiro. So you, clear, you hear the last mem of vavadatem and the first mem of meheiro. Similarly, you've got the word vachol levavcho. Vachol levavcho. It ends with a lamad, vachol, and levavcho starts with a lamad. So vachol levavcho, you've got to say it vachol like that and the bottle. So what Titus is saying is like this. That if you would have a Borahata Hashem and a Kenu Melachalom, Maitzilak Menorit, Ha'alom ends with a mem, Maitzi starts with a mem. You would say Borahata Hashem and a Kenu Melachalom, Maitzilak Menorit. And you would get the mems swallowed up. Whereas if you say Borahata Hashem and a Kenu Melachalom, Ha'maitzilak Menorit, then there's no double mem. However, Tyson says that there's another question. But what about the Avogatu Belechem Minhaoret? You've got Amoti Lechem with a mem, Minhaoret. So you've got these double mems again. So how can we say that? The answer is there. We're learning it from a posset. But the posset says, Lahoti Lechem Minhaoret. So therefore, that we can't change. So the halacha is Hamoti Lechem Minhaoret. And because of one of the one of the reasons is because it's got the double mem. And I you've got lechem min ha'ores. That comes from a posse who can't change it. So I'll just spend the last couple of minutes and going over the points that we've learned tonight. Gerald. Hello. Gerald. Yes. Without uh, interrupting your flow, and I know you're short of time, moat surely is present tense. And why there are past and future is normally right. the vav ha'hipoch which changes the past and the future, and conversely, the motzi is definitely present tense. Correct. Both motzi and hamotzi are both present tense. In, in other words, the grammar is that it's present tense, but it also can be used for past tense as well. Because we see, for example, even though Bilon used the words hamotzi uh, no, what was the positive he used? Um on mimisraim, you're right, Maitzi is a present tense. It could be, there's a push on it that Maitzi 
it's continuous. Hashem is always bringing us out of Egypt. There must be some uh, derush on it that uh, we need to look into, I think. as they say in gold screen Make a bracha. On bread, you say hamotzelechem in a olive, i.e., a special bracha 
not very free abdomen, like you said, all the other fruits and vegetables of the ground. But because of its importance, you have a special bracha that might say that's not it. The time of Kama says you say hat might see, and Reb Nachemi says you say might see without the hay. Says rather, everyone agrees that might is past tense. And Rashi explains that it is appropriate to have the past tense since Hashem has already brought out the bread from the ground that one is about to eat. And we have a posit to prove Maitzia's past tense, because it says, Kale Maitzia on Mitzrayim, which was said by Bilal 40 years after Yitzhia's Mitzrayim, speaking about the past. Where is the Machalikas? With Hat Maitzia. Rabbanon holds its past tense, because there's Hamatzalachon Ma'in Mitzrayachalomish, the one who brings out water from the rock. Maitzia is saying this in the 40th year about Hashem providing water in the past. Rabbanon Nachemia says Hamatzia's future tense, because we say Hamaiti Eska Mitaka Sibla Mitzrayim, who brings you out from the burdens of Egypt, and Moshe is telling the Bnei Yisrael who are enslaved in Egypt that they will be redeemed in the future. So the Gemara asks, well, how do Rabbanon explain that pasuk? Yeah, so they say you have to look at the beginning of the pasuk, which says, "Vidatem, you will know Ki Ani Hashem Lekeichem, I am Hashem your God, Hamaiti Eska Mitaka Sibla Mitzrayim, who takes you out from the burdens of Mitzrayim, meaning at some future point, they will realize from the word Vyidatem that you will have the knowledge that Hashem is the one who brought you out in the past. The Rabbonon prays a certain scholar to Rebzeira. The name of the scholar is not known, but he was the son of Rebzvid and the brother of Reb Shimon. They said he's a great man and an expert in brochas. Rebzeira said, when you see him, bring him to me. So this Talmud came to Rebzeira who laid out some bread for him, and the Talmud said, Maitzi lechem in the not Hamaitzi. They would say, this man an expert on brochas? If he would have said Hamaitzi, he would have taught us two things. One, the meaning of the posit, of Hamaitzi Eschem Mitacha Siblas Mitzrayim, which is talking about the knowledge and efforts in the past. And second of all, that we pass from that Rabbamon, that we say Hamaitzi. So... Saying Maitzi, like what this, this man said, what have you taught us? Everybody agrees Maitzi is a valid bracha, so there's no Kiddush. Rebzeira holds that a person should make a bracha in a way that maximizes what can be learned from that formula. Since both Maitzi and Hamaitzi are acceptable, to the Rabbonon, he should have said Hamaitzi to teach the above two points. But he said Maitzi to keep away from Machlaitis, since everybody agrees this is okay. And the halacha is, like the Rabbonon, we say Hamaitzi, as this is also past tense. Mm. And we mentioned, Taishas said, the Hamaitzi, the reason why we say Hamaitzi, otherwise there would be a clash of the mems, when we say, We say Hamaitzi, there's no clash of mems. I, we say later on the Brocha, there's another clash of mems. That is the Loshan of the Pulsar, so that we can't change.